superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's Rich Eisen. Oh, yeah, everybody. Oh, yeah. It's hour number two of The Rich Eisen Show on the air. Full full on conversation with Joel Klatt, my colleague uh, from Fox Sports. Uh, who'll be sitting next to me at the NFL Draft one week from tonight in Kansas City, Missouri. If you missed it, guess what? There's our YouTube page. There's the Rich Eisen Show collection page, our video on-demand service. There's also the re-airing of the show right here on the Roku channel. Uh, it's great when you're through with a, a dynamite 40-minute-long conversation on this program, which is what we love having extended conversations, deep dives, as they may say in the business. Uh, and then somebody gets in your ear. Uh, somebody is one of my, uh, my, my, my uh, terrific colleagues. Um, and it, you are, you're one of those, Chris, oh, uh, TJ, you're one of those. Uh, and, and I would say this, even if Del Tufo was there, Jay, you're one of those, but <laughs> it was, uh, it was Mike Hoskins saying to me, um, uh, Tom Brady was asked at a, uh, uh, a conference in uh, Miami, uh, if he's going to come out of retirement and play for the dolphins, mm-hmm. uh, that soundbite exists. Oh yeah. It's being turned around yep. and, uh, we're going to play it. And as a matter of fact, what we're going to do, cause it's what we do in the business. We're going to tease the hell out of that. Tease. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Uh, the two words, though, I, I heard the uh, the soundbite in the commercial break. The two words for it are word and salad. Oh, baby. So we'll build that drama. Jackson Smith and Jigbo will be in, uh, on this show in hour number three. Joel Klatch has called him the best receiver in the draft. Joe Carter, um, the uh, World Series champion from the Toronto Blue Jays two times over. He'll be joining us in about 20 minutes time. Uh, but joining us right now to kick off hour number two of the program could be the first defensive back taken in uh, this year's draft. Uh, no doubt uh, expecting to hear his name one week from tonight. Joining us from the Alabama Crimson Tide program, none other than Brian Branch here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Where have I found you? Where are you on planet Earth right now, Brian? Where are you? <laughs> uh, Georgia, Fayetteville. That's your hometown, isn't it? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, how'd you play for Alabama then? How did that happen? <laughs> what happened? Uh... This Georgia Georgia let me out and they didn't they tried they tried to recruit me late so Alabama once I feel like Coach Saban called it was right. Hmm. So what do you mean they tried to recruit you late, Brian? What happened? What happened? Uh, they tried to recruit me like like after Alabama uh you know came mm-hmm. Alabama was like one of my latest offers and they came and Georgia tried to come even later after them so it's too late. If you the, the phrase "if you snooze, you lose" <laughs> yes, applies. Sir. Okay. And when you said Saban called you, what do you mean? Uh, walk me through that um, that conversation, Brian. Uh, just 
the fact that like I feel like when heck when saving calls you gotta you gotta go and just made it of when I went on a visit to Alabama uh, you know I talked with him and he just he he told me uh, like what what I could do you know to reach my uh, reach the best version of myself mm-hmm. and he just I knew that nobody else would teach me the stuff that he taught me uh, if I went to if I went to Alabama and. You know, he was a great mentor and great coach. So, did you go in his office? You sit in his office. Uh, yes, sir. What's his office looking like? Huge. You got rings everywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rings everywhere. Comfortable couch. You know. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's a heck of a combination. Rings everywhere. Comfortable couch. Uh, so he's flexing. Is basically what you're saying with his <laughs> office situation. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, and then now let's flip the page to, to playing for him. Um, what was that like playing for Nick Saban, Brian? Uh, at first, you know, uh, it took a little bit of adjustment to it. Uh, you know, uh, he 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 going to get on to you. And he does that. His, like when guys come in there their freshman year, he, he does that just to see how they react, how they're going to handle themselves, you know. Uh, can they persevere? And like it's like tough love almost. Mm-hmm. And my first year, he he was getting on to me every day. I mean, I can come out there for warm ups, and he'll start yelling at me. And <laughs> he just he does that just to see what type of player you are. And you know, it helped me out in the long run. I feel like, and like he's just an overall great coach. You know, he taught me a lot of stuff, uh, the little details. He like he's just a, a great coach, great overall coach. So um, did you know at the time, Brian, you were being tested, or did somebody have to take you aside and let you know this is what he's doing? Uh, somebody had to take me aside. Uh, I remember Coach Coach Scott and Coach, uh, Coach Kelly at the time, you know, uh, took me to the side and told me, like, if he ain't getting on to you, then, then you should be worried. But if he getting on to you, then, I mean, he love you. Huh. Interesting. And then so uh, at first it confused you or perhaps threw you off a little bit. And then uh, at the end of your tenure there in Alabama, you you uh, realized what you had gained from it. Is that in a, an appropriate way of, of putting it then? Uh, that's correct. Okay. Then I will ask you and uh, to button up this part of our conversation, Brian Branch, the same question I have asked I, I believe to every Alabama prospect we've had on this program in the history of this show, and it's been on there for eight years. Right, Chris Brockman? That's like correct. Okay. That is correct. Uh, here, I've asked it of Tua, of Mac Jones, name it on and on and so on and forth. I, mean, I think I asked this of Bryce Young last year. So I'll ask you, what's the most uh, angry you've ever made, Nick Saban, then? What's the most pissed off you've ever most, made, Coach? Oof. Uh, I would say it was one my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I had got beat and I was mad at myself and I kind of, I threw my helmet and like oh my god! Uh, as soon as I as soon as that helmet hit the floor, Branch he starts he starts running over to me. He throws his hat. You know he's he's hot. Like he, I'm I'm hot because I just got beat and he's over there hot at me for even you know showing like defeat and he just he's. He's hot, and he just started yelling, like you know, telling me get back to the, get back to the play. Uh, just just going off on me, and I think that's that's the most piss I ever made. Him. Is it because you threw your helmet, not because you were beat? It's because of the way you reacted to getting beat. 
Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, uh-huh. sir. And when his hat, was it one of those Panama hats or it was a visor <clears throat> or what was it? What was one of the famed Saban hats? Yeah, one of his famous hats okay. that he always wears. Wow. Straw hat. Man. Okay. So then uh, there were no Bofa jokes that day from him, what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, no, sir. (laughs) Have you ever been on the business end of one of the Bofa jokes from Nick Saban, Brian? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can confirm? Is that what you're saying? You can confirm that? You've done that? Yeah. You've been there? Okay. Well, then, hey, man, it started where he's getting on you. You don't know why he's getting on you, and it ends with you getting bofed by him, and now you're you're going off to the NFL. So it all worked out for you, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Excellent. So what will a team get in Brian Branch if they draft you one week from tonight, Brian? Just the overall dog. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people say they're going to come in there and work, you know, but I feel like, I, I mean, I mean it. Like, I, I work, you know, and they're going to get a workhorse. Uh, they're going to get – especially on the defense and uh, somebody who can play wherever the coaches need me, I feel like I can play. And they know I can play any position. Um, and I just feel like they're going to get an overall dog. Who do you model your game after? I guess, who did you emulate growing up playing this position? This is a unique position to play, obviously, uh, on a football field, Brian. Um, Tyron Matthew, uh, Toro Palomalu, and uh, growing up watching Minka, too. Uh, just mm-hmm. all three of them. Uh, also in Cam Chancellor. It was like four, yeah, four of them. That who I really watched. You named some good ones right there. I imagine Minka, you've you've spoken to, right? I imagine there's a a, a, a line of communication, a, a Crimson uh, Tider line, or no? To be honest, no, nah, I haven't I haven't even spoke to him. Okay, have you ever met any of these guys then, Brian? Uh, no. Okay, no, sir. we got to work on that for you. All right. Um, Okay. That's my plan. I scratch it off my bucket list. Okay. Maybe you meet him in Canton, Ohio, about 15 years from now. What do you think about that idea? Hey, I'm. that's the plan. That is that's the plan. Goal. Who have you visited with? How many teams have you visited with, Brian? Uh, I visited with eight different teams can you, uh, for my 30 visits. Can you, can you rattle some off for me? Do you mind, please? Who have you visited with? Uh, Just really from the, you know, teams on the east. Mm-hmm. Uh, I visited to one uh, West Coast team. Um, yeah, pretty much teams on the East. Okay, so if you're being uh, coy about it, one of the teams on the East has to be the Patriots, right, Brian? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't visit with them. No, oh, okay, all right. That one's that one kind of surprised me. What about Pittsburgh? Do you visit with Pittsburgh? Uh, no, sir. I didn't yeah, visit with them. All right. Jets? Did you visit with the Jets? Uh, I, I visited with a New York team. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't, it, it could be Buffalo. Did you yeah, visit Buffalo. with Buffalo? Is that where you're going with? Don't worry about it. You're getting drafted in a week. Don't worry, Brian. This is fine. Nah, this is all I ain't visit with Buffalo. I, I visit with the Giants. There you go. All right. Very good. New York Giants. Okay, that's good. That's a good one. We checked that one off the list. All right. Very good. This is going to be exciting for you. Uh, who Are you going to Kansas City, Brian? Uh, yes, sir, I am. Oh, man. How excited are you for that? I'm very excited. Who's going to be with you? Uh, just my immediate family. Okay. Uh, my mom, brothers and sisters. Okay, your mom. Um, and what do you think your dream coming true in front of her eyes is going to mean to her, Brian? 
uh, it's going to be big, you know. Uh, she, you know, all the, for one, all the sacrifice she made for me growing up, uh, you know, it wasn't for nothing. Um, and just her watching me work these past few years, uh, you know, is it, huge. And it's just, it's going to the next level. And I know she she's very ecstatic for me. Yeah. Just got to keep on proving her, uh, making her happy. Do you mind telling a story about what, what sort of sacrifice she did make? for you Brian uh yeah um just growing up you know uh she raised all of us like me and my three other siblings by herself and you know she would spend we all played sports and just mm-hmm. the fact that you know she couldn't do the stuff that she wanted to do because she had to pay for our sports uh like my football football at the time was like 750 dollars just to play football uh correctly and like she would she would Mad, and she didn't. Sometimes she didn't know how she was gonna pay that the next year, and she always made it happen. And so, just for her to do that, uh, she she's my hero. What's her name? Uh, Sharon Brent. Okay, so Sharon's gonna be there. This is gonna be big. Um, do you have um, your your fit picked out? We all set on that front. Yes, sir. I got that picked out. You wanna give me a little bit of detail on that? Uh, just a double-breasted suit. Okay. Um, yeah, double-breasted. Okay. All right, very good. Very good. So you got this whole thing picked out. I'm excited for you. Good luck to you. This will be hopefully first of many times you come on this show, and I appreciate you sharing as much as you did. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And I and I loved both of your stories about Nick Saban. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Got to tell us a joke. I, we need one of the jokes. Tell us a joke, you, Brian. What do we got? You got a good joke? Yeah. What do you uh, I remember I was, it was after a play, I was limping. You know, I, I think I hurt, uh, it was, I think I hurt my ankle a little bit. And I started limping. And then I limping <laughs> to the sideline, and I look up behind me, and Coach Coach Saban followed me and limping. He limping, trying to mock me, trying to mimic me. And <laughs> when he gets close to me, he uh he asked me so do you, do you need a tampon or something? Oh and, no! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Brian Branch, you are crazy. Did he do both a joke with you or he did not? Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Hey Brian, you be well at the draft, okay? You have a great night. All right, brother. Yes, sir. We'll see you soon. That's Brian Branch, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Branch. And now, Chris Brockman, you have now learned firsthand. Ask questions you only know the answer to. Yeah, but that, that worked out way better for us. <laughs> yeah, it worked out better for us. How'd, it work out? How'd that work out for Tiger a few weeks ago? Not so great. <laughs> Bofa. Well, the thing is, they're not Bofa jokes. That's where you got, we may have gotten confused. Yeah, I like Bofa jokes. It's a D's. No, joke. but we should have said, you know. Bofa, Bofa D's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> breathe through it. I'm breathing through it. Breathing through it. Okay. Let's uh, take a break. Joe Carter's going to join us. Where's his baseball? Not to go full. Uh, Great question. <laughs> Warren from uh, you know, Warren, about Mary. Yeah, not to go something full something about Mary on you. <laughs> Who has his baseball? <laughs> Joe Carter. When we come back. Oh God. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed look who's stopping by right now guys joe carter is on this program. Uh, we talked about this golf tournament with John Smoltz a couple of weeks ago. It's the second annual uh, Invited Celebrity Classic, nationally televised PGA Tour Champions event. 78 PGA Tour Champions, 40 sports and entertainment stars going down well, right around the corner from where the old Texas Stadium used to exist in Irving, Texas at Las Colinas Country Club. Live on the Golf Channel all three days of competition. Joe Carter here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Joe? Rich, my buddy, it's been forever. Too long. How are you doing? Way yes. too long. Way too hey, long. You know, I I still got that tape of you and my man, Stu Scott, mm-hmm. uh, for my retirement party back in 1999. You guys were so, so gracious to send that video, wishing me a happy retirement. And I uh, really appreciate it. So, but uh, now you're my man. How's everything going? Well, Joe, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to go full disclosure here on you. First of all, I, I did it because, you know, uh, you were so great uh, as a, a ball player and a great human being. But I'm also, you know, full disclosure, a diehard Yankee fan. I couldn't wait for you to retire. You wore me out, brother. <laughs> You wore me out. No. You and Whamco yeah. and Cito Gaston and Dave Stewart coming over and just, you know, pulling down the brim of his cap, and uh, you were wearing me out. I'd had enough of you, Joe. Yeah, with, with, with Stu, was he? I mean, if you ever had to face him, I mean, the first time I faced him, faced him yep. we were in Oakland, and I get in the box, and I take a look at him, I get ready, and then I call timeout. And I asked Terry Steinbach, I said, can he see? <laughs> all he, had, he had that hat all the way down. I mean, he looked menacing. Yeah, I was I like, I just want to make sure. <laughs> Joe, my, my son's a, a Little League pitcher right now, and uh, sometimes the bill of his cap is too flat. I take it, and I just I, I put the brim, and I, I curve the hell out of it, and I'm like, take that hat and pull it down and look in. 
because, you know, I try to show him videos of Dave Stewart. I'm like, you gotta, I don't know how intimidating a 12 year old can be, but I'm, I'm trying, man. You know, I'm trying every trick. No, trade. You, you know what? Well, these 12 year olds, I mean, they, they see all the players weren't and they see all the flat deal. And I hate the flat deal. The straight on. across. Right. I said, no, pull it down. Yeah. I don't want, I want a curve in there, baby. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Joe Carter here on the Rich Eisen show. Joe, where is the baseball you hit off of Mitch Williams? We were wondering that. Where is that baseball right now? Uh, I, I do have the baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, it is, oh, it nice. is, it is very safe. Okay. Uh, and secure. Okay. Uh, of, you know, of, of, uh, you know, something that happens, you know, those are momentous occasions and I knew I was going to hit one. So, I told myself, don't hit it into the stands. You'll never get it back. So <laughs> I, I took I took a pitching wedge, which I pitching wedge my one thirty five club. Yes, the back of the wall was one thirty five. So I kept it low. It hits the back of the wall, get the spin, and it goes back to our bullpen catcher John Sullivan. Uh. And after the game, he comes in and he gives it to me. Now here's the thing: the the Hall of Fame was there, and they ran to him after the game. He goes. John, where's the ball? Where's the ball? He goes, I don't know. I don't know what happened to the ball. Oh, <laughs> so, oh! And he and he gave, but he he gave the ball to me. So I I'm in possession of it. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> walk off home run in the history of the World Series by somebody who was trailing at the time. You know, I mean, uh, Mazeroski hit his in a tie game. You you were down by uh, two. That was a three run jack. And when that ball was leaving the yard, Joe, what, what was going through your head? As the ball's leaving the first yard. Of, first, first of all, I, I hit it. I knew I hit it hard enough. I didn't know if I hit high enough uh, because mm-hmm. I lost it in the lights. It was a line drive. And as I was jumping up halfway down the first baseline looking to see if it was going to get over the fence, uh, that was all I was thinking about was get up, get up, get up. And once I saw it get up and once I saw P.D. Caviglia kind of stop, turn his back, and uh, I'm jumping up and down, and the first thing I thought of was Joe, stop jumping and touch all the bases. Yeah. Make sure you touch them all. Yes, that's exactly what I thought, and that's exactly what Tom Cheek said. Yep, touch them all. Yeah, because you'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Yeah, I mean, what a what a yeah. call that was, and, and it was spot on for for that. Um, and what a team, what a team you guys had. I mean, the fact that Paul Molitor was the one who. Uh, got on as the tying run, bringing you as the winning run to the plate. Uh, we all remember Devin White, Roberto Alomar. I can go down the list because it was called Whamco. You know, Molitor was the M, you yeah. were the C, Olerud was the O, and then I don't know where you'd fit Ricky Henderson, and he came in in a, in a trade prior to that season. You already won a World Series, right? So, uh, yeah, you, we just put a hyphenation. We put a hyphenation right there. So, you know, you had H Whamco. So. <laughs> right? I mean, and, and H- so... hyphen Whamco. <laughs> you got to give me... What's your favorite Ricky Henderson story, Joe? You got oh, one? Oh, man. There, you know what? There, there are so many of them. But the, the best one was when he was with Oakland. And in 1990, uh, Kirby had just signed the first uh, $9 million contract. He signed a three-year deal for $9 million. Puckett, you're talking and about, right? Kirby Puckett? Puckett, yeah. Kirby yep. Puckett. Uh-huh. And then Ricky signed right after that for the same amount. Three years at $9 million. And I was just traded to San Diego, so I did one up. They gave me $100,000 more. And so Ricky, he got the signing bonus of a $1 million. Okay? So mm-hmm. now, the end of the year, the A's are going through their, their, their books and ledgers, and something's not adding up. 
you know, they've got an extra $1 million in their account. And they'll go back and they look, they look, and they go, oh, come on, really? So they call Ricky. They said, Ricky, where's the check we gave you for your bonus back in January? And he had put it encased in glass and hung it on the wall. Unbelievable. He framed a $1 million check. they, they, They said, Ricky, take a picture of it. Go put the check in the bank and take a picture and put the picture of it on the wall. That's right. <laughs> Do we know if so he ever cashed year, it? Do we know if he ever cashed uh, it? Did yeah, we... no, he, no, he did cash it, but okay. he, he lost about $35,000 that year. That's when banks did pay interest, interest. when he had money in the bank. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, you may not know the answer to this, but the, I heard that when Ricky wound up on the Mets... And Olerud was his teammate again. Right. He told yep. Olerud, hey, man, I used to play with somebody who also wore a helmet in the field as well. And Olerud had to tell him, yeah, that was me, Ricky. Is that, is that true? That is true. It is true? That is true. That is true. The other, Come on. The other one, the other one is uh, when Ricky left us and went back to the A's, the A's had come to town and yeah. they had, you know, my billboard all over town showing mm-hmm. the home run. And so going to the ballpark, and so all the A's were talking about it. You know, they was like, oh, you know, where were you at when this happened? Where were you at when Joe hit that home run? Where were you at? And everybody went down the back of the bus telling them where they were at, what they were doing. And then Ricky goes, he goes, I was on second base. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, he was. And and if I'm not mistaken, him being on base is what made Mitch Williams slide step for the first time in his career, um, and, and he even was slide-stepping and, and threw that pitch to you that you hit out of the park. Is that true, too? Yeah, and the, yeah, no, that's true because I was looking for a breaking ball because he threw me a pretty good breaking ball that pitched before, and I lost it, mm. and I still swung at it. So I'm looking breaking ball, but he, because he did the slide-step, he threw it down and in. It came down and in. And, Rich, you know my happy zone is down and in. Yep. And like I say, I just went down and got it, but – See, we go back a step further. When Malter got the base hit, I was very upset because Ricky, he's supposed to be one of the fastest guys in all of baseball, mm-hmm. the stolen base king, and he can't go from first to third on the base hit. That's ridiculous. Right. So, he, he, so I got on him. I said, he's supposed to be on third base so I can get a at least tie the game up. <laughs> right. Instead, you just went over the wall and, and the rest is history. And interestingly enough, it was the uh, last uh, the the only other, I guess, the the previous championship out of Toronto until Kawhi and the the Raptors delivered one um, yes. for the NBA fans up there, and you know, yes. it's unbelievable. Uh, I, I love these stories. Joe Carter here uh, on the Rich Eisen show again. I know you're out there in this golf tournament. Did you see what happened with Max Scherzer and his pitching hand and the stickiness and all that stuff? No, I no, I did not. No, I I I, I played in the pro am yesterday. Got it. And then we went. Then we went down and went fishing. Caught a caught some big old crappie last night and okay. got back. And so no, I didn't, I didn't see what happened. Yeah, he got the gate. Um, he had some stickiness on his hands, and they sent him out. And um, you know, it's a it's a whole long story. But um, you know, the, it's kind of crazy sometimes in the in, in baseball. You haven't seen this in a while. It's somebody getting ejected for sticky substances and things of that nature. But um, you know, he said it was just rosin and sweat. I'm just throwing it out there in case you'd seen it. Joe, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, so, what's your general sense of the the way the game is played today, then, Joe? Let me just throw that one in your uh, direction. To- totally different. 
you know, they, they've made the game a little bit more interesting for the young kids because they've sped it up with all the new rule changes. Uh, guys who played back in my day, Juan Guzman, uh, right now, if he was pitching right now, we'd still be in the first inning because he would have given up. He would have he had about, about 12 walks because he would take so long. But, uh, you know, they're trying to make the game interesting. But this analytics, uh, it just behooves me. It's great for golf as far as launch angle. Yes. But, man, I have never seen so many hitters hitting around the Mendoza line, um, you know, and driving in, you know, hitting 25, 30 home runs with 70 RBIs. I'm like, come on, really? Because of the way they're teaching the launch angle and everything, mm-hmm. you know, they're either striking out or popping up, you know, with guys on base. And for for me, it's totally di- – I mean, it is so different than the way that we were taught. But, you know, if baseball, the owners, if they're paying $15 million a year for guys to hit 200 and, you know, with those, with those launch angles and – more power to the players. They're doing what they what they, what Madison wants them to do because of the analytics. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it. I understand they have a role um, and and whatnot. Um, it sometimes just drives me a little crazy when you see pitchers, um, you know, get taken out because it's the third time through the order and things of that nature. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if we'll see a 300 uh, win pitcher anymore. I don't know uh, how many complete games we're going to be seeing too much of anymore. Uh, It's just a different game. But also back in the day when you were throwing, uh, you were playing, not everyone who came out of the pen threw 100. You know, no, that that is true. And now they're teaching these kids. And what it is, it's 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 a, a combination of all these young kids because they were been on pitch counts since they were in little league, mm-hmm. and so they're they're only going there. You know, when you're in little league, you plan you you can throw 25, 30 pitches, okay, and then you got to rest like two or three days, and you can throw 30 more. And so that's the way they they did not build up their stamina. And so now you get to the big leagues where five innings is now a quality start. And so if, you, if everything is conducive to, being, to going five innings, and now they say, hey, you give us five innings and go out there and just throw lights out for five innings, and in the back end of the bullpen, we're going to bring in three guys, uh, three guys going 100 miles an hour, and that's the way it's going to work. So that's what's slowing the game down uh, because, I mean, I would love to have you know, guys like Nolan and Randy Johnson you know, the third time through the order, they go, well, we can't face these guys anymore. Let's take them out. <laughs> that, was, that, that, well, that would have been great. <laughs> I don't know. I, the manager might have gotten noogies from Nolan Ryan if you'd attempted that. I mean, they might have treated the manager <laughs> oh. like Robin Ventura, you know? I mean, that might have oh. happened. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. No, you're like, hey, you better get back in that dugout. I'm not coming out. Are you kidding me? I hear you. I made me work the sweat up for five innings. And then you want to talk so. about different times, Joe. You were mentioned how Ricky Henderson had set uh, a standard with a $9 million, three-year $9 million contract. Uh, Otani's going to get a $600 million contract. I mean, that's going to happen uh, 100%. Well, name, name, name me one guy who can go out there and win you uh, almost 20 ball games and, and hit you 30 home runs and steal about 20 bases and go all those runs. I mean, Otani – I'm, you know, I'm in awe. It, he is, he is a freak of an athlete, and I, I absolutely love him because he's a ball player. He's just not a pitcher. You know, pitchers are non-athletes. <laughs> no, Otani is not a non-athlete. He's an athlete. <laughs> well, you know, I agree with you. I, 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 I don't know about the pitcher being a non-athlete. Uh, I need to make yeah. sure that Smoltz yeah. does call back into my program. 
Um, you know, and <laughs> but but Otani, you know, the, the what what he's doing is remarkable, and and he keeps getting better, and and he's a star. Uh, he and Trout at yeah. the end of the World Baseball Classic was one of the best confrontations I've seen um, in yep. years. That was made incredible. For, made for TV, made for baseball. It sure was. So, uh, Joe, before I let you go on your day, I I imagine as you're getting uh, ready to play in the second annual Invited Celebrity Classic here, um, you just called pitchers non-athletes. I'm assuming um, Smoltz isn't around right now. I'm assuming uh, Maddox isn't within the sound of your voice right now because those are the guys, or Mulder, right? These are the guys who normally win these things, Joe. I'll be very honest. Well, well, yeah, but I'm talking. I mean, they they play golf, but we're talking about on the baseball field. I mean, ah. Have you seen the clip where where Smoltz tries to get that ball down the first base line and and mm. uh, that you know that's that's out there on uh, on YouTube and everything, and he's stumbling, <laughs> hat coming off, and uh, <laughs> you know. So, okay, so I rest my case. I rest my case with that. Right. If you haven't seen it, just just look up John Smoltz, and uh, you'll see that that play, and then you say. Yeah, okay. Plus, if you had – let, let me cape for you, Joe. Uh, plus, if you had gotten four days off in between your one day to play baseball to work on your golf game, you'd probably be way better than you are today. Right, Joe? Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Right? I mean, it's mostly – I mean, I give him credit, man. Uh, out here on the golf course, and you know, when he qualified for the one event on the senior tour, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's a player out here. Mm-hmm. You no, know, because, you know, you just have to hit the ball and go get it and hit it again. But uh, he hits it. He don't hit it. He don't hit it very often, which is good in golf. Mm-hmm. But, so, uh, how's, yeah, your no. how's, yeah, your if, how's your game? How's your game? How's your game? No, the game. The game is going good. Okay, the game is going good. Uh, yep, I'm down to my index is a one point seven. Oh, so wow, yeah. So <laughs> touch them all, Joe. Hey, and, touch them all. Yeah, like, we we had the event with the LPGA mm-hmm. that Hilton uh, Grand Vacations put on. I finished fifteenth. Out of the 55 uh, celebrities, so that was the highest I finished. And I just saw my odds. My odds have been going up. I'm now 50 to 1. So, Rich, I'm, I'm moving up the ladder. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, so okay. We're looking for the dark heart. The dark heart course in this race is me. Okay. <laughs> I like it. And so, do, yeah. do you know the furthest you've ever hit a baseball? Did you know? Baseball? Yeah. Do you know the, oh. the distance of one of the your tape measure yeah, home four, runs? Do you know? 488. 488. Eighty-eight. Where was that one? Uh, in the Sky Dome. Oh. Off, off. Uh, uh, the, he was, we played the A's, and that was the same series. McGuire hit one in the fifth deck, mm. and uh, I believe it was John Wasden. And I, he had struck me out the time before on the pitch down and in that I took. And Mark Williams, the umpire, I, I looked at him. I said, "Mark, that is not a strike." I said, "It's down and in. It's not a strike. It's mm. too low." He said, yes, it was. So I go back. My next at bat, he comes back with the same pitch, and I hit it in the fifth deck. And when I touch home plate, Mark Johnson, the umpire, says, see, I told you it was a strike. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So you've hit a baseball 162 yards. Uh, How's the longest you've hit a drive then, Joe? What's the longest drive you've had? Longest I've hit a drive is about – Four oh one. Now, were you in? Uh, were you in Colorado, or I mean, like no, no, no offense. No, no, okay, no. Sea level. You get a little wind behind you. No, I could. I could always move the ball. Okay. You know, now, Rich, I'm sixty three years old oh, right now. So, gosh, Joe. I mean, my carry, my carry, just on an average day, is probably wow. about. I carried the ball about two eighty five. 
uh, and it rolls out, you know, it could roll out to over 300. But, you know, it's not about, I've learned and matured that it's not about how far you hit it. So as long as you put yourself in position for your second shot. So my game is like hit the fairway, hit the green, and then rely on your short game, your putting. Well, I'll be tuned into the Golf Channel to see you uh, compete um, this weekend. And uh, this has been way, way too long. Let's do this more often, Joe. I, I would really, I would really love that. Rich, I, I would love to. You've been one of my favorites all the time. I listen to your show. I see you on TV. And I'm like, hey, there's my there's my buddy Rich. So uh, it's, it's much appreciated much love to you. I appreciate okay? that, too. I've just taken down the phone number here, and uh, you look for my uh, text. I'll, I'll, I'll hit you later. Okay, sounds good, Rich. Take all care. right, appreciate it, brother. You got it. It's Joe Carter, everybody, one of the all-time greats right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I must be honest, I completely forgotten that Stuart Scott and I had done that video for his retirement until he had just jogged my memory. That's funny. Man, I've been at this a while, huh? It's kind of wild. Awesome. Wow. It's awesome. All right. Sounds great. Jeez, 400-yard drive? Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, you're age 63 is averaging 285. I'll take that. So the baseball is in his possession. The bullpen catcher ran the okey-doke on the hall. It's a million-dollar baseball. Don't you think? I do. Well, I mean, he's not selling that for, for anything. Of course not. But, but yeah. you're, you're talking about the fan if he would I'm just saying if someone had caught it and held on to it. Till He's good people. He deserves his baseball. All right, we'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Phone calls. Folks have been waiting for quite some time. We'll take those when we come back. And then at the top of the next hour, Tom Brady was asked if he would come out of retirement and play for the Dolphins. His answer, that's coming up. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Okay, Jackson Smith and Jigba of The Ohio State is going to be joining us in the next hour. Uh, He's coming. He actually is uh, being sponsored by uh, Joe Malone London. Do we know about the the lifestyle brand, the British lifestyle brand? Anybody? How about that? Anybody? Anybody? Joe Malone. They make perfumes and stuff. Yes! I do have... <laughs> now, I didn't even think about that. I've, fragrance. Fragrance, yes. Yeah. Uh, I do know uh, and apparently, Malone. he's going to discover his signature scent. Nice. 
And do I, should I tell him about my signature scent? Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, what's your signature scent? Uh, I mean, when it, I don't know. I, it depends on how disrespectful I care to be to our guest. I mean, you know, you're inviting. I him mean, to your I did house. say Garrett Wilson before he came in, and he became Rookie of the Year, yeah. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I did tell him. He, I did tell him. You know, you know, I was his father, right? And that's before I was you calling, he was calling your daddy. Team. And then we, we we had only won once. Yeah. When I said that to him, now it's been two times in a row. We being Michigan as if I was part of it. Well, well, you, said you, you didn't play in the game. I didn't. That's correct. And I can confirm. That was before Garrett went to your squad, too. So That's I hope true. you guys smoothed oh, that God, out. Yeah. Oh, we smoothed. I saw him at the uh, at the the Wheels Up event at the uh, at the Super Bowl. Okay. Remember so the one that that, uh, that Chris Russo accused me of being like the godfather sitting at? Oh, and everyone's right. coming up to my table. That's right. So unlike which Ali, is false. Unlike Ali Wong and Stephen Hewn, you guys have no oh. beef. No Look beef you. between you. All right. Okay. Beef. Um, apparently, that there's something up with that show, I heard. People like it. Um, it's pretty good. I'm but anyway, maybe my fragrance is uh, winning. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, after... I spray, on, that on in, I only sp- I spray that on in every November? Hey, Rich. On is, May, that, is that too disrespectful? On May the 23rd, that's going to be your fragrance, my friend. Winning. Oh. You know. That's the day after the, the Emmys. Yeah. Sorry, second Mike. Okay. I mean, May, May I understand. I appreciate I mean, it. Jackson sent his what touchdowns? The end zone. Well, certainly was in the Rose Bowl. I mean, he's a very good. He player. wore out Utah. I don't know why. He One of the out. greatest Rose Bowls ever, if I'm not mistaken. Did he set a record in it? I don't know why you want to try to dunk on this. He's a kid. I'm not dunking. He's a kid. You're trying to. I'm not dunking. Really? Excuse me. No. You think you're being so clever and smart? You didn't play in the game. You Excuse didn't, me. You didn't do anything. You sat on the couch. I don't. Think, he's out there. Excuse. By the way. I don't think I'm being clever and smart. I am clever and smart. Okay? There's a difference between thinking you are and being. All right? Uh, you should do that. I'm, tr- I'm trying to help you. No, you're not. No, you're not. You should do that. You're trying to throw me off my game. My fragrance. <laughs> Smelling Nick, fresh Nick and, and clean. Nick in Philadelphia, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Nicholas? What's going on, Nick? Hey, Rich. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for hanging on um, as long as you did. And I say that to everybody waiting on hold. We'll get to you all. What's going on? Absolutely. I'd like to talk baseball. Um, okay. I agree with you. I enjoy the pitch clock. Okay. I do agree that from the ninth inning on, we should get rid of it. But I think when you compound the pitch clock with the earlier um, uh, start times during the work week, I think you're getting a uh, unintended consequence. Um Last week, I went to the Phillies game. <clears throat> you know, the game starts at 640 now. Okay. So by the time you fight the traffic, rush hour traffic, when you're fighting everybody else going to the game, by the time you get a parking spot, get in and sit down, it was already the top of the fourth inning. We had almost missed half the game. And now, with the pitch clock, it's you, you blink. The game is over. And, you know, by the time the game was over, we left drove home, I had figured out we spent twice as much time in a car than we did sitting down and no going to the game. No kidding. I, yeah, hate, it's, it's, I hate to tell you, Nick, uh, and I think we're coming to realize that, and I haven't been to a game yet. Again, my my uh, my 12-year-old went to one um, with a friend, and the, parent, the, uh, the dad who chaperoned the two of them uh, went to get drinks and food for the kids in the second inning and got back in the seventh. And because things move so fast, things move so fast. Not like he left the kids long for that long, but things moved so fast that the game was essentially over by the time he got back. And and Brockman, you've been to a game. You went to one 
with Sarah and Cage in San Diego, right? Braves, right. Padres. Yeah, we went on Monday. 2.22 was the time of the two, game? 2.22. I think, it was only a 2 nothing game. It went fast. Uh, and it was noticeable in, in the park. Well, I think we're all going to learn, and it's only been three weeks so far, yep. is the pitch clock is for the television audience. It ain't. It's not for those who go to the game. Yep. It's not. It, it, you know, those, those who actually, I think, take the time to go to a game uh, are those who enjoy the nights in the ballpark, the days in the ballpark, the leisurely pace, the sitting around, the, you know, uh, you know, de-shelling the, the, your peanuts and just <laughs> dropping the shells on the, on the ground and eating and drinking and having a good time and just, just telling stories. But for those who are the pitch clocks for, for, for the television viewing audience, which is where I imagine most of the revenue, if you want to put the revenue on the table, what, that's what it's for. I think that's what it is. And thanks for the call, Nick. Appreciate it. Right? Am I uh, I agree with you. Yeah, the one, pitch 1, clock is for the television. Those who are sitting at home, mm-hmm. and where you have options to flip, you have options to click, walk off, away. and walk away. You have options of what's on, what else is on in the ballpark. Though you're there to just focus on the game, and um, you better be focused too, or you're going to miss stuff. I mean, Sarah had to get up and go, you know, to the bathroom, and I was like. Dealing with Cage, and all of a sudden I look up, and there's two runners on, and it felt like it only had been a minute. Like you got to pay attention. It's moved so fast. That was one thing I really noticed. Well, you should always pay attention at a baseball game because there's this white object that could come out and clock you in the face. So no. you, you probably should not, not always. Anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> of the, well, also you need to pay attention That's, because a future Hall of Fame starter might be out of the game because there's sticky substances on his hands. Free Max. Hey, he, gotta, again, he did cheating. nothing wrong. You got to stop cheating. <laughs> I just I found that ri- weird, Rich. Like you know, we're all so happy about the fact that the games are moving along at a quicker pace, and then you get the caller who gave you us a completely different look at it. Like, well, it's moving too fast now, and I understand his point, but I, I think he might be on an island to himself. I don't know about that. You're hearing a lot of people who are, think the game might be moving too fast. Those are the ones who go to the game. Those are the ones who go to the game. Those are the ones who are like, wait a minute, beer sales is being cut off now, and they're hearing like it's going to be an extra inning, which isn't all that great if people are hopping in a car, right. you know, yeah. because because the bottom of the eighth and the ninth inning may go so fast. Again, I think the answer to all of this is get the pitch clock innings one through six and innings seven through nine, just let, let it go. go. But they want the television broadcast to be two and a half hours, yep. two hours and 40 max. I would think if you asked... Anybody put them on sodium pentothal, uh, which, by the way, gets cut off after the seventh inning as well. Um, <laughs> oh, that you, you know, you put them on that and ask them, how long do you want a game to be? I think they'd say two and a half hours. I think you're right. Because that's how long, like, a, an extra long movie is. I mean, like, that's, that's, the, that's how long an, N, an NBA game, game is. Yeah. Yep. That's how long an, an NFL game is somewhere between two and a half and three hours, mm-hmm. you know? NFL? NFL. Yeah. 3.15. No, college football is four. NFL games are all over three hours. Well, from 1 o'clock to sometimes 4.15 in the afternoon, I get it. 4 o'clock, sometimes it can be faster. Yeah. 